This is Channel 253. In this episode of Crossing Division... You buy the ticket, and it uh-huh. comes up on your screen on your phone, and you just flash it to the Okay, operator. so you do just show your phone. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. Okay, good so, to know. Yeah, we're really excited about that. And again, um, it's on hop through, and then that will lead you to the ticket. So if I go to Pierce Transit... Dot org. Go go ahead and go to the app store. Go to the app store. And okay. look for hop through. Uh, hop through? Hop through. Hop through. Like a bunny. Yeah. Hop through. Okay. The bunny is the logo. The bu- okay. I will look for that. <laughs> Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. This is Evelyn Lopez with Crossing Division. As you know, what we're doing this year is we're partnering with Downtown on the Go, and when they do a Friday forum, this last one was moving into the future, then we're going to follow up in Crossing Division and cover either something that wasn't really covered in the forum or something that just needs a little bit more in-depth coverage. So moving into the future was talking about the transportation needs of an aging population particularly focused on things like walkability, 20-minute neighborhoods, things like that. But one of the things we didn't really get to talk about was what today does Tacoma have to actually serve either an aging or a disability population, people who have mobility issues and need help with transportation. So very excited to say that today we have two individuals from Pierce Transit to tell us all about this. Uh, Sherry Thomas. Sherry, tell me what job you do at Pierce Transit. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, So I'm the Specialized Transportation Manager, and I oversee ADA um, Paratransit, which we call Shuttle at Pierce Transit, and um, Paratransit Eligibility. Excellent. And also, Alex Mather. Alex, tell me about your job at Pierce Transit. Thank you so much. I am the Government and Community Relations Officer at Pierce Transit. Excellent. So we're going to get a little bit wonky, a little bit detailed about transit, and then, you know, we can talk about anything we want. But transit's kind of the thing today. So first question, what is the shuttle service and how does it work? And I'm going to start by saying, Cherry, does is shuttle one of those clever words that actually stands for something like swiftly hurtling... I can't come up with a U to <laughs> Tacoma something. Or is it just a word? It, when it was created, it did stand for something. What did but it that say? was before my time, oh, and sorry, we don't okay. use it anymore, so I do not remember what it stands okay. for. Well, tell me what shuttle is. So shuttle is our ADA paratransit service, mm-hmm. which uh, complements our fixed route and provides service for individuals who cannot ride a normal fixed route due to a disability. And how does it work? Let's say if I am an individual with a disability, um, let's assume that I qualify to use the shuttle service. How do I go about saying, you know, gosh, I need to get to my doctor's office tomorrow. What do I do to, to get the shuttle service set up? So first, there's an eligibility process, which mm-hmm. you would complete an application and um, submit that to our offices. And there is a 21-day application processing time. Oh, okay. Um, during that so I time, shouldn't wait until the day before my doctor appointment. No, you should not. No. Okay. Right. And so um, during that, we will determine eligibility based on someone's conditions on what prevents them from riding normal fixed route service. Mm-hmm. And that can be via means of um, self self 
given information, mm-hmm. what they provide on the application or f- during assessments, in-person assessments where there's actually communication or we're assessing travel skills. Okay. Um, and it could be also through medical verification as well, where we're contact a medical provider just to get more information mm-hmm. on their disability and how and what, what prevents them from, from writing normal fixed route service. Mm-hmm. So once when that process is done and your, and your eligibility is determined, you could have full eligibility, which means you can ride shuttle to any appointment or to any place. It, it, it's it's not only for appointments, it's for anywhere. So uh, yeah. wherever you're traveling, whether it's you go shopping or mm-hmm. to lunch or whatever that may be. So, Or there's also um, conditional eligibility, which means under certain conditions, you can ride the service. I see. For instance, if you can only walk two blocks. So any, yes. any travel plans that would create more than a two-block distance, mm-hmm. you would get eligibility. Mm-hmm. So then you would call uh, for a reservation up to one, one to five days in advance. Okay. Um, and we would book that reservation for you. And then do you send a, a confirmation by email or anything like that? Or is it just the people need to keep track of the fact that they've made the reservation? So... Um, New this year, we actually do have a service that reminds you of your trip. Oh, that's so nice. So when you create the trip, we'll call you the day before to give you a reminder, letting you know that your trip is scheduled the next day, also allowing you the opportunity to cancel if you have changed your mind or have other plans, um, as well as the day of service. We will also call you when um, with a more accurate ETA on when your vehicle is arriving mm-hmm. within about 15 to 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so what's the standard for who qualifies? I mean, my, my guess is that not everyone who's mobility impaired will qualify for this, that it's probably more for people who have very severe situations? Well, um, yeah, the presence of a disability does not qualify you for the service. Mm -hmm. It is strictly based on the conditions that prevent you from traveling. Okay. So if you do have a mobility condition on where it restricts your mobility, you most likely will qualify at one level or another. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. And um, do you have a lot of older individuals also using the service? I mean, I, I think, or is it really just, we don't care about how old you are, it's just the mobility? So... Interestingly enough, we checked last week for um, a different topic, and we had about 2,000 individuals eligible in our service area who mm-hmm. were 70 and over. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. How many overall people do you have using the shuttle service? Um, well, we have using is a little different, but at any mm. given point, we have between the five to 6,000 individuals who are eligible for our service. Wow. And uh, how, how, how much riding around is there on any given day? I mean, is this something that is a high, highly used um, um, service? Between 1,000 to 1,100 trips a day. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Uh, and how many drivers and uh, how many shuttles do you have around Pierce County? So we typically run between 70 to 80 routes a day. Mm-hmm. Um, we have 30 in-house drivers, and we also have a supplemental contractor who who will provide between 60 to 70 drivers for us. Oh, so if you have like a peak demand, you can take care of that? Yeah, we, we service. We do not deny trips, so depend demand, we will make sure you have your trip at the time you need it Okay. based on the um, criteria for providing service. Are you able to provide shuttle service to everyone who qualifies or is there a waiting list? No, we must by law provide the service to everyone who qualifies, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the reason I ask that, I know that one of the individuals who was at the Friday Forum wanted to ask, 
are there any plans to expand the shuttle service? And I don't know what she meant by expand. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she meant, you know, change your criteria so you could cover more people or um, something else. But, you know, is Pierce Transit looking at it, making any changes to who they cover or how many people they cover? Alex, you look like you may have the answer to that one. So Pierce Transit does have a, a long-range plan. It's called Destination 2040. And we actually are currently seeking comments on an update for long-range plan. Okay, so, so how do people comment on the long-range plan? Absolutely. They can go to the website, and mm-hmm. you can Google just Pierce Transit long-range plan destination 2040, and you should be able to um, locate that. And then we are accepting your comments right now and incorporating that into the plan. We hope to have that updated um, early spring, mid-summer. Mm-hmm. So in that plan, there is the vision is that we would have a uh, built-out bus rapid transit system um, as long as additional routes serving areas of Pierce County that are currently not served. And does that depend on um, funding like the 976 car tab initiative funding, or is it sort of first we do the planning and we worry about the funding later? No, it's absolutely contingent on funding. Fortunately, Pierce Transit does not run off of funds created by car tabs. Hmm. We are solely reliant on sales tax for our operations money. Okay. So we um, we currently collect 0.06% sales tax, and public transportation benefit areas have the authority um, via the will of the voters um, to go up to 0.09. So contingent on voter support. Okay. We will see the realization of Destination 2040 into the future. Great. Um, so that's for your planning. But are you getting? Do you have any feedback currently on whether the shuttle services are sufficient? Whether everybody who wants access to it is getting it? So. Um, why the destination 24 is relevant is because mm-hmm. shuttle service does like I said it's a complement to fixed route so we yes. will provide service in the same within three quarters of a mile of all fixed route so if there's an expansion in fixed route we will also provide an expansion in shuttle okay as far as um, providing the service and having everyone being able to get the the trips that they need um, we do not deny a service so mm-hmm. anyone within our service area if they need a trip and they're eligible they will get a trip okay uh, we cannot deny service the um the only area where that's a challenge is when it's outside of our benefit area our mm-hmm. ptba or service area then those individuals they have to find a way into our service area in order to get a trip okay. from us. Um, and so there are, they like need to get a ride into the area you cover and then and then you can take it from there? That is correct, as long as they're eligible. Mm-hmm. If you could get in our service area and you're eligible, you will get a trip. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And what are the costs for someone who qualifies for this service? Um, is there a per-trip cost? Is there a monthly cost? Is there? Yeah, so currently it is $1.75 one way okay. um, or 63 for a monthly pass. Oh, that's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and Alex, this is kind of off off kilter, but I know that um, the um, inner city transit down in Olympia has gone fare free, and I know Pierce County it must be looking at that because they've worked out a, an ability to do free fares for students. How much of the income comes from fares, and do you think that Pierce Transit might be able to do some work on free fares in the future, and especially for? either aging individuals or, or people in populations of limited income? 
I think that the climate for um, free fares is changing mm-hmm. constantly, and I think that our board is watching it. I don't hear of any plans right now to make that change, but mm-hmm. we are very aware that our neighbors to the south are doing it yeah. and other um, larger metropolitan areas across the country. Mm-hmm. So we're watching the situation. Okay. That'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, tell me a little bit about future transportation options. So you're engaged in long-term planning, but what are some ideas that are sort of in the industry or things if you go to a conference you hear about or things that are out there that other transit um, operations are doing? I'm kind of interested in, you know, what we can expect to see maybe 10 or 20 years from now. So not 10 or 20, but more current is Mm. what's popular in the industry is really um, providing innovative service. Mm -hmm. And um, like I said, for ADA paratransit, you have to schedule one to five days in advance. Yeah. Um, Currently this year, January, uh, we started a pilot program where we will provide same day service to our customers, um, which is it is limited and there is is a limited number of trips per month. But it also gives them the flexibility to Mm -hmm. Um, go to maybe an appointment that came last minute or a last minute trip that they forgot to book or maybe didn't have the opportunity to book. Right. So we're piloting it, that right now. Yeah. Um, it's starting off where I, I feel is fairly well. We currently are between 50 to 60 trips a day with only a month in. I think that that's really great. Mm-hmm. The response has been great and customers are enjoying it. So we'll see how that goes. Um we have uh, coming up in the next couple months uh, a new service called the PT Runner, and that will be serving. It will, um, I believe, it starts down at the zoo of Point Defiance, and will uh, access and serve all the businesses along Reston Way, okay. and then eventually end up at the Tacoma Dome Station. So that has actually been the brainchild of two services we've run in the past. Mm-hmm. We did. Um, we were fortunate to receive a mobility on de- on demand grant from the federal government. Um, and that was a lift pilot. Okay. And what we were able to do is create zones and um, people looking to access a main uh, bus station were mm-hmm. able to like pick up their phone and open the app and a code would pop up and um, we would fund their ride to the next largest transit station. Oh, with the with Lyft? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I want to ask all the questions about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Ask them. Um, so that pilot actually just ended. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we learned a ton from it. And then we also, um, previously, we had the Downtown to Defiance trolley. Yes. So it's kind of, you know, it's bringing those two ideas together the Mm -hmm. pt runner will be an on-demand service people will be able to call it and it will come pick you up and then possibly pick people up along the way and is it open to anyone i believe so yeah okay so you would call the call the pt on demand Mm -hmm. somewhere along that route you could step onto it and Mm -hmm. what kind of fare structure at that point do you i believe it would be the standard two dollars okay so you need to have some change in your pockets or some dollars in your pockets that sounds really good. Well, let me add, the the reason I was interested in your Lyft um, relationship application was someone at the forum mentioned that Uber is experimenting with um, dial-up um, orders for car services because one of the barriers right now, and this is this will go away, but a barrier right now is that a lot of um, our Older citizens are not as tech savvy. They may not have smartphones. They may not feel comfortable linking up a credit card to an application. 
And so the phone-based is to allow them to dial up and give their ride order that way and then and then order a ride. And it made me wonder, you know, what else can be done in partnership with Uber or Lyft? So are there other other ideas in addition to the sort of um, things that you've tried before? I will say um, part of our Lyft mod pilot that we mm-hmm. had, we also, it was called Lyft Concierge, where oh, if you yeah. didn't have the app, you can call in. And we, we took calls from those that didn't have the Lyft app on their phone for that service. Oh, that's for the pilot. nice. Mm-hmm. And how did you find that work? Did you find that people were really interested in that or, or were you not quite hitting the population you were hoping to hit? We didn't get very many calls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I for, think it's for the concierge, but yeah. for the other, um, uh, our most successful zone was mm-hmm. at the Sounder station down in Puyallup. Oh, the yeah. The ridership, which makes sense, right? Yeah. People, parking is a huge challenge down there. Mm-hmm. They just want to be able to get there and get on the train. Um, there was some, uh, one of the zones down in the Parkland area was also really successful. Mm-hmm. Um, Northeast Tacoma was not as successful. Oh, nor that's interesting. Was, yeah, right? And then... Mm-hmm. Um, University places was tough. There was a little uptick hmm. in use at the end, but so and would be how did that work? People would let's say call a lift at their home, take the lift out to the um, location where they would meet the sounder or perhaps a bus, and then take the public transit from there. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a great program. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. Do you think you'll do more of that? Unfortunately, we can't continue that particular program, but we will continue to look for innovative programs mm-hmm. like that in the future. Yeah. I mean, one of the big and this is super wonky, but one of the challenges was if you want to be partnering with a private, you yeah. have to also find another entity. And we unfortunately couldn't find anyone else who wanted to participate. Well, you just have you can't have just one. Yeah, it, it would have to have multiple. So for some competition or something. That's interesting. Yeah, and the reason, one of the reasons I was interested in the Uber and Lyft, my parents are older uh, and they're still driving. They're in their 80s down in California. Um, But we're starting to talk about, you know, what happens when you get to the point where you can't do that. And uh, they live in a neighborhood that's not really walking distance to anything. And there's certainly buses on the main drag, but, you know, they're not, you don't necessarily, when you're 85, want to, pick up a bus and get your groceries and then get your groceries back on the bus and then walk a mile to your home. Mm-hmm. Nobody really wants to do that when they're in their 80s or at my age. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I've been talking to them about um, using an Uber app or a Lyft app and what options that might be. And, and they're kind of open to the idea, but they haven't done it yet. And I think that that is, that's a challenge that will go away, you know, as, um, as we age, where we've been sort of more the app, you know, generation, I think we'll make more creative use of things like that. But right now, that, I think, is a barrier to service. Yeah. Um, Let me, so speaking of barriers, there was a reference on Friday to the Bus Buddy program. Tell me what that is. So the Bus Buddy program isn't a Pierce Transit program. Oh, okay. What is it? I believe it was from Catholic Community Services. Oh, that back could be because day. we did have uh, one of the speakers was from Catholic Community Services. <laughs> so does it even exist anymore? Bus Buddy? Unclear. Do you even know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. But we do have a program. We have travel trainers. So oh, I'll okay. Let, well, I'll tell me how travel trainers work. Because that. that sounds the Bus Buddy sounded like. Uh, you know, I kind of realize I need to use the bus, but I'm really uncomfortable. I don't know what to do. Oh, come along. We'll 
we'll help you figure it out and take you on the bus ride and everything will be fine. But so tell me what transit very trainers. Similar, very okay. similar. Tell so me about we have that. Um, individuals who do travel trainings solely travel training at our um, agency Mm -hmm. and that is exactly what you're alluding to it teaches you how to recognize a bus how to pay your fare how to schedule a trip how to get where you're going and in in the best possible way Mm -hmm. Um, so we do have that program and it's open to anybody anyone who maybe is just starting out using the service is unfamiliar with our service area Um, anyone who maybe just has a disability where they can ride but maybe need some assistance and Mm -hmm. some some um, guidance on how to how to best ride our service Mm -hmm. so we have that and it's open to anyone in the area and what kind of do do a lot of people contact them or is it something that you'd like to people to have more information about so we definitely are always wanting to get our information out there and offer mm-hmm. the services and get our name out there um, since it is part of our ADA um, eligibility department mm-hmm. we do specialize a lot with those with special needs and we yeah. go out to the transition programs in schools and we really reach out to individuals who have disabilities um, to be able to teach them to ride the service mm-hmm. so they can be independent and don't have to rely on shuttle right um, and then but yeah anyone is open um, to the service and and I think we currently are creating um, about 25 to 50 plans a month. Wow. And, and to have a plan, it does take some time because we, we spend a lot of time with people who are interested. Mm-hmm. We physically go out into service and ride with them from start to end, mm. tell them help how to look up their trips and, and perform those trips with them just for support at first until they're comfortable. And sometimes they take longer than some people take longer than others sure. to be comfortable. Sure. Well, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um, once you're eligible for the shuttle service, do you have to like reapply or re-register or recertify, you know, after a year or something like that? So yes, you have to recertify every three years. Okay. Um, if you're recertifying with a condition that is not expected to improve, Mm -hmm. then the certification process is, is a lot easier and it's just more to make sure it do you still need the service are you still here do Mm -hmm. you still want us are you still still wanting the the service Mm -hmm. with us so that we could keep you and keep our our records Mm -hmm. accurate Um, if you have a condition that might change or um, may get better with time then you would go through the normal process we'd reevaluate and determine eligibility again Mm -hmm. every three years okay yeah good well, so now I'll tell you my plan that I had a while ago that you're probably already working on because I think I'm not the only person with this idea. <laughs> um, but I, a couple of years ago, I talked with um, Catherine uh, Ushka, who's a city council member, and, and I was asking her, you know, what is for your – she was just getting on the city council, and I said, for your um, district, which is East Tacoma – What's kind of like, if you could do one thing that would really help people, what would really make their lives easier, what would it be? And she said, you know, this is not a big thing, but she said on, on the weekends she'll see people trying to do their shopping on the bus. You know, so they get on, they, they want to go more than one place, which isn't that easy for them to do. And then they've got groceries with them and other things. And she said it just seems to be... It takes so much time and it's so difficult. And if there was one thing that she could do to kind of make their lives easier, it would be find some way to get them a better a better way to access the shopping. And what I thought was, you know, there's a couple of areas in Tacoma where there's almost like a natural route 
that you could hit most of the major shopping. And I'm, so I'm thinking of East Tacoma into sort of Central. You could go – I mean, you could start at the casino now at the base of Portland. So start at the casino, drive – well, probably I'd start the other end. But you could start at the casino – Go up to um, Salishan, then you could go out on 38th across, you know, you stop at the Asian grocery store, the Safeway store, go across the freeway, stop at the Costco, stop at the mall, go down to the Goodwill on 38th, go down to South Tacoma Way, take that over to 56th, turn east again, you could stop at the grocery outlet, go across the freeway, stop at the... um, there's another Safeway over there. There's a library over there. Um, you could, at some point, dogleg up Pacific to 72nd, where there's a Fred Meyer, and then take 72nd east to Portland, where there's another Safeway, and then go down Portland again. Um, it just it, there's a there's like a natural route that would hit a lot of stores, and I just thought you know if you could just run a route there, that people could hop on and hop off. It could be. Big. I mean, I think it could be big. I think this is a brilliant idea of mine. So, <laughs> so tell me you're already working on it. <laughs> oh yes. Well, let's, yes. we just have to let's imagine it and we'll yes, create exactly. it eventually. No, it all comes down to funding. Mm-hmm. So, like the agency is currently like we're tapped out. We have no more funds. So yeah. right now, it's like if we want to create something new, which I love that idea about mm-hmm. like a food based route or yeah. food food based route or yeah, um, you know, services. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, with the current funding situation, you're fully expended yeah. in every way. If I we get that. if we do the food route, then someone else loses their service. Mm-hmm. So, so we don't want that. No. What would it take to get you more money? Uh, it would require that the voters increase our revenue. So, do we have some capacity still in that in that um, sales tax? We do. Uh, Pierce Transit currently collects point. And we have, as a public transportation benefit area, the authority to go up to 0.09. I mean, I know taxes are super unpopular. And I think I have seen articles saying that our our property taxes are likely to go up in the um, very near future, too. So it's hard to get those raised. But this is such an essential for the community. And a good transportation system means that a lot of other things work a lot better. We agree. Do you agree? Yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you, how is it going with, if you if you know yet, ridership-wise, with providing free fares for students? Is Are you seeing more people on the buses, more people, you know, jumping on a bus and jumping off, or is it too soon to tell? That is such a great question. I don't know the answer, but mm-hmm. I'm going to ask, and I'm happy to follow up. Okay. Because it would be interesting to see. It is. I, I'm curious. I'm curious. I mean, I'm hoping... That what you see is the kids suddenly realizing, woohoo, you know, I can go wherever I want in town. And not only because that's great and efficient and less, you know, teenage drivers or moms or dads having to show up the kids all over the place, but also that may build your like lifetime transit user. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Get get kids used to it now. And mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with you. It's like the gift of time for the parents and the freedom right? for the kids. Like you give them an ORCA card and they have unlimited access to mm-hmm. all the resources of their city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're all really right. proud of that partnership. Yeah. I think that's a really good thing. I think that's a really good thing. Well, let's take a short break and then we'll come back. And I and I sort of am open to you guys talking about sort of challenges and things that you wish you could do or ideas for the future, although we've touched on that a little bit. 
Hi, this is Nate Bowling, host of the Channel 253 podcast, Nerd Farmer, and proud Alaska Airlines MVP. You know I love Alaska Airlines, but it's not just me. Recently, Condé Nast Traveler named Alaska the best U.S. airline, and this is the second year in a row. So for the last two years, a travel magazine, folks who should know, have given top marks to Alaska Airlines. What do you think put Alaska over the top? In-flight messaging or movies on your phone on select flights? The outstanding customer service? The stellar mileage program where you actually get rewarded for the miles you fly, not just dollars you spend? My vote? The signature fruit and cheese platter and the Northwest craft beers. For your next trip, don't even visit the travel sites. Just skip them and go to alaskaair.com and make your flight with the best U.S. airline. Thank you, Alaska, for your sponsorship of Channel 253, and congratulations. We are back on our episode of Crossing Division, talking about moving into the future, services that are available at Pierce Transit now and maybe someday. Before we get back to talking about this, a couple of things. First, um, if you are not a Channel 253 member, please do consider joining. It is a super-duper affordable $4 a month for all the podcasting you could possibly want, plus invitations to special member-only events. So check that out at our website. And secondly... If you have listened to Citizen Tacoma, and if you haven't, you should listen to it because that is where you get all the inside dirt on all the local politicians, we are in search of a new citizen. Our former Citizen Tacoma, Candace Rood, is now uh, going on to further her career with the Tacoma Fire Department, and she can't do Citizen Tacoma anymore. So we would like to find a new citizen. This would be someone who's very interested in local politics but has not endorsed candidates in local races for this year because we want to keep some neutrality. So if you have not endorsed, you haven't made donations, but you're very interested, you might want to check out the Citizen Tacoma information on our Channel 253 website. So check it out, channel253.com. And maybe you could be the next Citizen Tacoma. And now... Back to our talking about transit. I love transit, actually. So tell me something about, first, what are some of the things that you think are really significant positive achievements of Pierce Transit? What would you say something I'm really proud of that Pierce Transit has done is? So I think Pierce Transit has done a really good job in the um, most recent years is breaking down barriers Mm -hmm. with uh, technology and partnerships. Mm -hmm. And um, technology, on the technology front, we currently have and will continue to have uh, a mobile app that allows people to buy their bus tickets with an app. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that is a huge barrier. And it has been so successful. Like people are absolutely using that resource. So if you buy your bus pass on the app, then do you mail the pass out? Or is there a way that you could have a little um, thingy on your phone like you do at Starbucks? Well, then you'd have to have those readers on every bus. That might be difficult. No. So you you buy the ticket and it Uh comes up on your screen on your phone and you just flash it to the Okay. So you do just show your phone. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. Okay. Good so, to know. Yeah. We're really excited about that. And again, um, it's on hop through and then that will lead you to the ticket. So if I go to piercetransit.org. Go go ahead and go to the app store. Go to the app store. And okay. look for hop through. Uh, hop through? 
Hop through. Hop through. Like a bunny. Yeah. Hop through. Okay. The bunny is the logo. The bu- okay. I will look for that because I'll tell you, one of the things that is a barrier for me is when I think about, you know, I should just take the bus. And then I think, well, I don't have any money. Right. I don't have I don't have two bucks. Right. You know, I don't have cash. Right. Yeah, I need that. I yeah. need that. Okay. I'm going to check that out. Well, tell me, since we talked a little barriers, that would be my barrier. What are some of the other barriers you're working on trying to uh, solve? So I think that the partnership that we have with Tacoma Public Schools, the city of Tacoma via Tacoma Creates mm-hmm. and Pierce Transit, where we were able to fund bus passes, ORCA cards, loaded mm-hmm. ORCA cards for every high school student in Tacoma, mm-hmm. that is reducing a huge barrier for those kids. They now have access to their city, yeah, wherever they want to go, really. Um, and it also is the gift of time for parents. So oh, yeah. we see this as an investment in the future of transit. We know that the younger generations are less and less interested in car ownership. Mm-hmm. Like We're giving them a tool to go and out and explore mm-hmm. and enjoy the greatness that is Tacoma. So yeah, I think that's we're excellent. very proud of that. That's great. That's very good. Well, what about um, a project that I know is a is on the books and was a possibility that it might go away um, when the initiative 976 passed, and that is the bus rapid transit that runs on Pacific. Tell me what that is, first of all, because I, I sort of had – I just have a visual of a bus just – Zipping down Pacific, and I think <laughs> it's got to be something not quite that. <laughs> that is so funny that we we just presented to the um, council this morning, and that very fact came up. It, it is not speeding through the community, okay. to be clear. Um, so essentially, bus rapid transit, I like to describe it as light rail on wheels. Okay. It is a highly sophisticated transit system, and we are so proud to be bringing the first BRT to Tacoma, to the Pierce County area. We know that Snohomish County has had BRT for several years, and Mm -hmm. they've seen tremendous ridership growth. Um, And Seattle has the rapid ride program. Mm -hmm. So we're just so, you know, we believe that it is it is Tacoma and Pierce County's turn. We, yes. it, it's time. So okay. we're so excited to be bringing it. So essentially, this first BRT starts at Commerce Street downtown, mm-hmm. our turnarounds, and then it goes up and serves Market. And then it will replace the Route 1 from Commerce down to the Walmart down Pack Ave. Okay. So, and then there's a couple changes to the route. So right now the Route 1 does not serve Tacoma Dome Station. The BRT will. Okay. So we're really excited to be creating that regional connectivity. Yeah. So that people are able then to go get on the Sounder and the Mm -hmm. Bolt Bus and the Amtrak, really whatever you want to do. It's Mm -hmm. pretty much all down there. Okay. So that sounds, and so if you are on it, does it have, like, limited stops? Is that what makes it more rapid? It has 32 stations okay. throughout the corridor. Mm-hmm. So that does make it like a like a train, but a yeah. bus. Yeah. You're going to stop at your designated stops. It may not be every local stop, mm-hmm. um, but you're going to want to take it if you need to get from point A to point B as quickly as possible. Absolutely. And our BRT is a true BRT. It has designated—we— um, will be 
running down the median for parts of it. Okay. People are excited about this because it creates a sense of permanence. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have these big stations that do look like light rail stations and Mm -hmm. they have um, real time signage. They have vending machine payment there. It has level boarding. So people who uh, are using strollers, wheelchair bikes, you bring your bike right on the bus. You can roll right on. And that's part of what makes it rapid. The Mm -hmm. dwell time is can be cut down to like 15 seconds. So you're going. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, we have predicted that currently to ride from Spanaway, like down by the Walmart down to Commerce takes mm-hmm. about an hour. And we're planning on cutting that trip time by a third. Oh, really? Yeah. So you might be able to do it in 40 minutes or so. Yeah. That would be great. Which, again, is the gift of time for people. And yeah, it is. Most it precious really resource. Is. really is. Okay. Excellent. Well, how does that, and this is kind of an out of the blue question I'm sending you now, um, how does that intersect with or does it intersect with or what intersects with the expanded um, link light rail that we're running through Tacoma up onto MLK and sort of around sort of the backside of downtown or the mm-hmm. hillside of downtown? Mm-hmm. Is there is there going to be an effort to integrate that more into some of the expanding transit services too? So it will leave Commerce and go down Market, and then it runs through the UW campus Mm -hmm. and then comes down through the Brewery District to TDS. So it will be a couple blocks away from the Tacoma Lake. Yeah. Okay. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. That sounds really good. We're excited. All right. Well, one of the things, too, that came up in the Friday Forum was, and uh, and I give Lillian Hunter a lot of credit for this, what Lillian will say is, yes, we have our aspirational goals. You know, we would love to be a you know, walkable city. We would love to have the 20-minute neighborhood where everything you need is within 20 minutes of your home. But today... We have what we have. And today we have a situation where living closer to those central downtown services has become more expensive, living in downtown Tacoma. And we see a lot of people, especially with lower incomes, moving away from our central hub. So that means away from the doctors, away from sometimes their jobs as well. Uh, And that's why, you know, it was she was explaining that, you know, we we talk a lot about getting rid of parking and freeing up those parking spaces, but that may not actually serve the people who are at the lower income end because a lot of them need to drive because of the way they're set up. But can bus rapid transit help with that a little bit? I am so glad you asked. We believe that bus rapid transit is part of the affordable housing solution. We have seen across the country and world, really, where you install and build bus rapid transit lines, development follows. Okay. So, And one of the big pieces of that is housing. Mm-hmm. And developers appreciate that level of service because it decreases their need to provide parking, which then makes their mm. projects pencil. Mm-hmm. So we see that if, you know, our future network, this can be a huge catalyst and a huge Um, opportunity for Tacoma to work on its affordable housing issues, um, as well as attract more um, robust employers, because Mm -hmm. we are now hearing that we're not getting major employers because of the lack of transit. Really? There is a strong connection, and it is very real. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So we, we are hopeful for the future. Well, that's excellent. Well, that's actually a good note to transition out on. So 
What have I not asked you about today that you would love to tell me about, either about current services or the future services? Jerry, how about you? I think we covered pretty much where You've we are today. You've told me everything you wanted to tell me. with our new pilot, and I think that was the most innovative and I think um, initiative that we're proud of over there to be mm-hmm. able to offer those services to our customers. Mm-hmm. That sounds really good. Yeah. I love that. I love the ideas of things yeah. that you're doing. Alex, anything for you? Anything you haven't had a chance to talk about that you'd really, really like to talk about? I think that... You know, Beers Transit was an early innovator moving to CNG off diesel in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And now we're innovating again with electric buses. We have three. Um, right now, the plan is for the first BRT line, the current BRT line we're building, for it to be electric. Mm-hmm. And our vision is to have the entire BRT system be electric. Great. Will you be looking at putting in solar panels, too, to um, help sort of... It's possible. I, I mean, I think that might be an idea. Yeah, yeah. it's possible. Yeah. We are we are so fortunate that most of the area that the BRT network will be in will it is served by TPU. Yes, and TPU so is really such good a sophisticated utility. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we are so lucky to have that partnership. Yeah. That makes all the difference. Yeah. Okay. Well, I thank you both. I think this has been super informative. We've learned a lot, and and what I have here heard is that actually. Services are not too bad. I mean, if you really do need assistance in getting around, uh, people should check out Pierce Transit because there are a lot of opportunities and probably more in the future. We'll be looking especially for that PT, um, what do you call it, the PT thing? PT, gonna... PT Runner. PT Runner. I wanted to say PT Cruiser, and I'm thinking, that is a car. <laughs> okay, the PT Runner. <laughs> that sounds good. All right. So thank you for listening to Crossing Division. Uh, We'll put this up on our website. And as always, um, folks, if you've got ideas for future shows, I am open to them. You can find me, send me an email, um, truetacoma at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at um, true underscore Tacoma. And Alex, how do people get in touch with Pierce Transit if they have questions or they want more information? I would be happy to put my email out there. Okay, do it. Um, it is a mather m a t h e r at piercetransit.org. and you know connect with me and then I can get you in contact with the right person. Okay, that sounds great. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Channel two five three is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip. Go to alaskaair.com. The Crossing Division podcast is part of the Channel 253 network. Check out our other shows. Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, Citizen Tacoma, Founders B-Team, We Art Tacoma, and What Say You? This is Channel 253.